0: You are Locked On balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thanks for being here today. As we move along in the week, there is still plenty to cover from Tennessee's win against South Carolina. Some accolades for Tennessee's players coming out of the South Carolina game. I'll get to that on today's show. Locked On Balls is here Five days a week, I want to welcome new listeners. I want to thank listeners who have come back to the show, who have helped spread the word to other Tennessee fans about what's going on with Locked On Vols. It's a fun time for Tennessee fans right now, and I'm going to get to that here in segment number one. As Tennessee looks different than it did earlier in the season, and and that's pretty obvious considering the results. But the way that Tennessee is playing, the way that the players are acting, the way that Jeremy Pruitt is acting. There seems to be a difference, and other people are noticing that as well. I'll get to that in segment number one. In the second segment of today's show, you will hear Jeremy Pruitt talk about Tennessee's quarterbacks as we'll go into this week not knowing exactly what Tennessee is going to do. Brian Maurer is trying to come back from the concussions that he suffered against Mississippi State and Alabama. Jarrett Garantano broke his hand this past week, but it's his non-throwing hand, and he's supposed to play this Week and then JT Shroud is there, plus Jawan Jennings. So you'll hear from Jeremy Pruitt in segment number two talking about the quarterbacks and then a position group that has absolutely played a big role in Tennessee's development as a football team on both sides of the football. I'm going to get to all of that right here on Locked On Vols. You can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. Big thanks to everybody who has left a rating and review for the show. That's a big help there on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Google Podcasts, Spotify, the third-party apps. Uh, Anywhere you find podcasts, you can find Locked On Vols. As I mentioned a moment ago, Tennessee looks different, doesn't it? The way that the players are acting, the way the players are talking about what's going on behind the scenes, I think there's a greater level of confidence, which makes sense considering we are watching Tennessee's football team go out and have success and win, but that's part of it. I think Tennessee's players believe in the coaching. I think the coaches are maybe a little more confident in the players, and more players are actually playing for Tennessee right now on both sides of the football. And I was thinking about what Jeremy Pruitt said after the game. He paid a lot of credit to the fans, and it's a fun time for the fans. The month of September was not a lot of fun. The way that the season started against Georgia State, the BYU loss, the concerns at quarterback getting blown out by Florida. I mean, you know what happened. But listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said after the game. You may have heard these comments, but Jeremy Pruitt thanking the fans, talking about the atmosphere at Neyland Stadium, sending a message to recruits, this is something that jeremy Pruitt couldn 't say six months ago because the results would not have backed it up.
2: I just want to say thanks to the fans uh, you 're talking about a spectacular atmosphere um, you know when you when you feel the energy uh, the emotion that 's in our fan base, uh, how hungry uh, everybody associated with our with our program is here um, i don 't know why you wouldn 't want to come to Tennessee um, when you when you when you feel it, when you walk down the ball walk, you feel it running through the tee. When it's fourth and six or you score a touchdown, um, our fans are are as good or better than anybody in the country. All right? They're the best. All right? That's the word that I need to use. They're the
1: best. The fans had something to celebrate at Neyland Stadium on Saturday, and the fans have been waiting for this. A lot of the offseason, we had nine months to talk about the start of this season, didn't we? Then the Georgia State game happened, and it was almost like, what did we spend the last eight or nine months talking about? What was the buildup for? And uh, then the BYU game happens, and that was so disappointing. Tennessee played better that week, but still, the Vols were 0-2. But the fans stuck around, and, and it was not a, a full house on Saturday at Neyland Stadium. It sounded like it, though, and that's a reminder of what can happen if Tennessee gets to an even higher level and Neyland Stadium gets packed. There's a reason Thompson Bowling Arena gets talked about right now by opposing players, because... That arena is filling up. Tennessee has already sold out at least four games for this upcoming season. Tennessee sold out a bunch of games last year, and that's a a basketball setting that has been really special to see the last couple of years, and opposing players have seen that. Recruits have now seen it, and in football, I think that's going to happen again as well. But even without 102,000 people there in the stadium this past Saturday, Neyland Stadium was rocking because of the way that Tennessee – was playing. And I think those two things go together. The players recognize what the fans are doing. The players feed off the energy of the fans and the fans, no doubt, get more excited when Tennessee's playing well and Tennessee is making plays, big plays on offense, big plays on defense, scoring touchdowns on special teams. Neyland Stadium was on fire on Saturday and it was cool to see. And then the way that the team is playing, there is just a difference in all phases of what we're seeing right now. And that was actually the big subject on the SEC network on the show that Peter Burns and Chris Doring were hosting on Monday morning. They talked about the way this team looks, the way that Jeremy Pruitt is coaching. Here's a couple of minutes from their conversation because they go through a lot of, I think, really important points. With Tennessee. Here's Peter Burns, and then you will hear Chris Doring, the former Florida wide receiver, now analyst for the SEC network, talking about what they are now seeing from Tennessee's football team and its head coach, Jeremy Pruitt. That is the Jeremy Pruitt that
3: the Vols wanted as head coach, right? Like he wasn't the first pick. Hell he might not have been the ninth pick, uh, you know, for, yeah. uh, for the Vol family. But how comfortable he was, and truly, it just—it seemed relaxed, right? It's in a weird way. I think he wants to win so bad. I think he needed to kind of just, hey, let's just play football. Let's have a little fun. And that was a relaxed Jeremy Pruitt after the game. Because sometimes I see coaches even after a big win, well, you know, I mean, we did this great and blah blah blah.
4: Dude, he was chill.
3: and and You know why he was chill?
4: Because there was nothing to be upset
3: about. But I get that. But even some coaches don't allow themselves to just kind of enjoy the moment. And I feel like over the last couple weeks, Tennessee football has kind of said, even against Alabama, they're like, Let's just go out and play. Let's, we're overthinking this because they have the athletes, and they proved in that second half.
4: I think part of what allows them to be relaxed at this point is coming from where they were, having that disappointing loss to Georgia, South, uh, Georgia State in the first game of the season, letting BYU win at the end. You have something to measure it against, and you can say, hey, I don't know if there's a, a team in the SEC that's made more progress from where Tennessee was to where they are now. And I'm not just talking about the score. I'm talking about my eyes looking at the game, sure. watching the improvement of the offensive and defensive lines, watching the way their defense flies around. How about Daniel Batuli? This dude had 15 tackles on Saturday, 11 solo, had a blocked punt that he scooped in, and scored in the end zone. I mean, he, Nigel Warrior, guys I, are stepping up, making plays all over the, uh, the field. And, and I, I can't go on without talking about Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings wasn't even on the team two years ago. Remember, he, before Pruitt came in, he had left the team. Right. He was a guy that was some a bit of a malcontent. Things weren't working out the way that we had thought they were. He's come back now to be a leader. He and Callaway put up yeah. both 100-yard receiving performances. Again, I can't leave this segment without saying, as much as we criticized Jarrett Garantano last week mm-hmm. for going rogue and doing the things he did at the goal line against Alabama, this dude came out, stepped in, didn't start, but made plays, 229 yards passing, two touchdowns, and looked like he was in full command of that offense. Jeremy
3: Pruitt earlier this year said, "We're gonna, we're gonna." When he, they went to Brian Maurer, he said, "At some point, we're gonna have to trust Jared Garantano, and he's going to win us a game." And this is really the second time that he's come in after a tough situation, whether he got benched or, or or something, that. Pruitt trusted him and the kid delivered. Yeah. And so I think again, last week everybody was all up in arms about, you know, the face mask that Pruitt grabbed for Garantano. And I'm like, listen, I don't know if anybody loves Garantano more right now than Jeremy Pruitt. That's why he was just so disappointed of what happened. A
1: good game for that 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 team. A good game, no doubt, against South Carolina, and two good games in the month of October. In terms of the results, Tennessee did some good things against Alabama and did some good things in that first half against Georgia. The wins against Mississippi State and South Carolina, though, can help save the season. And it's kind of interesting to look at the start of the year against Georgia State and BYU. I wouldn't say Tennessee needed those games because the better thing to do would have been be more prepared for Georgia State and just win the game. And to not give up a late play down the field and win the game against BYU. And you've got two wins there at the start of the season. And if everything else plays out the same... Tennessee could be 5 and 3 right now. That's not the case. Tennessee's 3 and 5 and that's, you know, by Tennessee standards, that's a disappointing record. If I had told you at the beginning of the season Tennessee would be sitting here at 3 and 5, you probably wouldn't be too excited. But considering the start and where Tennessee is now, there is clear progress. Tennessee looks different. Tennessee is uh, it's an improved team and it's taken advantage of opportunities. If it keeps doing that, then this season can be salvaged. I'm going to get to more of that coming up, the quarterback position, the status of Brian Maurer and Jarrett Garantano, two guys dealing with different injuries. Jeremy Pruitt talks about that coming up next right here on Locked On Vols. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also tell your smart speaker at home to play podcast Locked On V-O-L-S. Just tell it to play podcast Locked On V-O-L-S.
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Jeremy Pruitt met with the media on Monday, as he does every game week, with Tennessee getting ready for UAB on Saturday. A quick note on that, by the way the line came out on Sunday with Tennessee a 13 point favorite. It dropped as low as 9.5, I saw on Monday. I saw that at my bookie. Other spots had it at 10. Uh, So it went down a few points, which I was a little surprised by. Perhaps that could be the quarterback position, although the line came out at 13 with the quarterback question and then dropped. So I don't know, but quarterback play could be a question right now with Jarrett Garantano's broken hand and the concussion situation with Brian Maurer. Jeremy Pruitt's going to update you on the status of Maurer and Jarrett in just a moment. Before that, though, when Pruitt met with the media on Monday, he talked about how Jarrett Garantano and JT Shroud played against South Carolina. The numbers were really good for those two quarterbacks, and they both did a good job of eliminating mistakes. That was really important for the offense, and then they hit big plays as well down the field. But listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said, talking about the evaluation of the two quarterbacks, starting with Jarrett and then getting to JT Shroud.
2: I thought Jarrett played his best game of the year. I mean, the throw that he made to Jawan Jennings. you know, there in the end zone, he made a great check, slid to protection. If we didn't have enough to block him, he drifted away from the protection to buy himself some time, stood in the pocket, delivers a ball. As good a pass as you'll see. That, that's the Jarrett that I had seen in practice most of the year, okay? And it's good that it showed up, you know? So he, he really done a nice job, made some really good throws, uh, handled the run game, handled the team, um... It was good to see, uh, and now he needs to build off of it. He's got to do it again. Got to have the same prep this week uh, and get ready to do it again. I thought J.T., for a guy that's not played in, a, in many games, uh, got better as the game went, uh, kind of kept his poise, uh, was coachable during the game. So, I think uh, Coach Chaney, Coach Winkie, um, Coach Martin, uh, Needlemyer, Coach Friend, Coach Johnson, all those guys done a fantastic job with our offense this week. Um, you know we played three quarterbacks in the game and to find a way to to move the football against a good defense and and you know and and they we didn't I know we scored two special teams touchdowns, but moved the ball effectively for most of the game. Uh, so that was good to see.
1: I think Tennessee's coaches deserve a ton of credit for how prepared Tennessee's offense looked from the beginning of the game with Juwan Jennings and JT Shrout going back and forth a little bit at quarterback. There was a clear plan to play Jarrett Garantano. While he didn't get the start, Tennessee's coaches knew that he would play, and Jarrett knew that he would play and that he would be counted on. He was prepared, and the coaches were prepared for him. And then, of course, guys went out and made plays because Juwan Jennings breaking a bunch of tackles. There's no preparation for that. That's, hey, Juwan, go be Juwan, and he was. So I thought the plan that they had in place for those quarterbacks made everything work within the offense, maybe Jarrett is playing better coming off the bench, uh, coming in in a, a substitution role. The one thing that gives me hesitation in saying that is that the early part of the game is supposed to be scripted. They know the plan. It's already in place, essentially, before the game starts. Now, part of that could could have been the case with Jarrett when he went in, but you don't know where you're going to be on the field. You don't know what situation you're in, what the score is going to be. But he will have had the chance to stand on the sideline when he goes in. Is that something they could continue to look at if Brian Maurer comes back? If Brian Maurer doesn't come back and play this week and Jared is good to go, I wonder if he starts. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they would stick with the same approach they took this past week against South Carolina. If they do, how could you argue with it considering the results? Here is the update provided by Jeremy Pruitt, which does not tell us everything. But the latest on Brian Maurer and then Jarrett Garantano, as Jeremy Pruitt was asked about both of those guys at his press conference on Monday.
2: You know Brian, he he he's going to go out there and start practicing this week, so um, we'll see where he's at at the end of the week. But he's he's ready to go. To start with, with Jared, I just saw him. Uh, he's up here watching film, so um, I'm sure he'll be limited for a day or two here, but and he's got to take mental reps, and and he'll do that. So he's in here watching film. He'll, he'll be ready to go unless something happens that I don't know about.
1: So there's the update on those two guys. Uh, being ready to go, does that necessarily mean that Brian Maurer will be cleared to play on Saturday? No, but uh, it, it might be trending that way. And then with Jarrett, Jeremy Pruitt has said Sunday and on Monday that Jarrett will be available this week. So Tennessee should at least have Garantano and Shroud, and then we'll see with Brian Mauer. And by the way, there with Jarrett, on Saturday, he breaks his hand. Saturday night, he breaks his hand. Sunday morning, he has surgery. Monday, he's at the facility watching film, getting ready for this week's game. Not practicing on Monday, but should be back there Tuesday or Wednesday, according to Jeremy Pruitt. We'll see there, but that says something while he was getting crushed last week, and criticism was warranted I thought a lot of it was over the top but while that was going on Jarrett was in the middle of getting ready to go help Tennessee beat South Carolina and he did that breaks his hand has surgery back at the facility as soon as he can be to try to get ready for the UAB game I think he deserves some credit for that we'll come back three players getting some much deserved recognition for how they played against South Carolina on Saturday And the two position groups, I think, to begin the conversation when we talk about the development of Tennessee's football team this year. Plus, a recruiting note for you in the final segment of Locked on Vols. If you are a listener on Apple Podcasts and you have time to rate and review the show, that is a big help. I looked at the numbers on Monday, and really, it's incredible. Thanks to everybody who has helped with rating and reviewing the show. If you haven't but have a moment to, uh, a simple rating, five-star reviews are always appreciated. Really helps the show on Apple Podcasts. And you can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast five days a week. Locked on is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Three Tennessee players received big recognition on Monday for how they performed on Saturday against South Carolina. Juwan Jennings was the co-offensive player of the week in the SEC. Daniel Batuli was named co-defensive player of the week in the conference. And then Brandon Kennedy was the SEC offensive lineman of the week. This is pretty incredible. Saw this from UT on Monday that Jennings and Batuli being SEC Offensive and Defensive Players of the Week is the first time Tennessee has had an Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week in the same week since James Stewart and Ben Talley in 1994. That's incredible, isn't it? The last time Tennessee had two players get those honors in the same week, 25 years ago. Tennessee's had a good amount of success since 1994. So uh, pretty remarkable, I thought. Says something about how hard that is to do and says something about the performance by Jennings and Batuli, as well as Brandon Kennedy, three seniors, helping lead the way for Tennessee's football team. Now, when we talk about the development of Tennessee's team and the improvement, look at what Brandon Kennedy's done. He's a guy that really has improved. Remember, he suffered the torn ACL after the West Virginia game a year ago. So when he transferred to Tennessee from Alabama... The expectation would be that he would come in, play center, and really kind of help lead that offensive line, and he went down after one game, and Tennessee had to move some things around with the offensive line as the season went along. Ryan Johnson played center last year after Brandon Kennedy went out, and they, they, just, they didn't have the continuity they needed. They didn't have enough good players. I don't think they had enough guys that had physically developed in the position group, Now Tennessee is deeper. It has better leadership in the middle of that line with Kennedy and Trey Smith, guys who have played a lot of football now at this point and have been a part of major programs for a good amount of time, and they are helping lead the way. So the way that the offensive and defensive lines have played, that to me tells the story of how Tennessee is playing right now compared to where it was last year and where it was when this season began. Which is something I asked Jesse Simonton about. Jesse Simonton of AllQuest on the Sports Animal on Monday. I asked him, "What do you point to when you look at the development of Tennessee's football team?" And he went where I would go.
0: The biggest thing has to be Josh. That just what they're getting from the lines of scrimmage. I mean, the offensive line has shown uh, real, dr- le- legitimately dramatic improvement. They even lose their two freshman tackles for a time. Darnell only played twelve snaps on Saturday. One, he was able to go back in the game, and even actually played some right tackle. But, you know, Jameer Johnson. I know he messed up messed up a play or two, but he didn't really miss a beat. Even even Marcus Tatum gave the ball some serviceable snaps. So what Will Friend has gotten out of that offensive line has opened up some things from the playbook. That's why you've seen Jim Cheney take take so many deep shots uh the last couple of weeks. And then on the defensive line, Tracy Rocker and Kevin Scherer with that with that, you know, interior defense, the the interior lineman, Aubrey Solomon, Darrell Middleton. Even a guy like Matthew Butler, John Mincy's been more in the rotation, and then obviously I mean Daniel Batuli was just phenomenal on Saturday. What you've gotten out of Henry Toa Toa, when you kind of put those together, it's allowed kind of the the other parts of Tennessee's team that were already good, the Daryl Taylor's, the Jawan Jennings's, to really flourish. Because if you can't you, you can't protect the quarterback, Josh, obviously it's harder to get you know your playmakers the football, and if you don't have guys on the inside kind of eating up space eating up some of those blockers it's, it's it's a little more difficult for Darrell Taylor to kind of wreck his havoc off the edge the other two things that happened and again it's kind of coalesced into letting the better players on Tennessee's team really flourish
1: that gets back to more players that Tennessee's coaches are confident in being able to make plays and you know what they're doing they're going out and they're making plays they look like they're playing more freely and, and maybe I'm saying that because of the results but I, I think the two go together and if that continues. Tennessee should be winning more football games. Tennessee has UAB coming up on Saturday, and then Kentucky on the road, and off week, Missouri on the road, and Vanderbilt. None of these games are automatic wins. The UAB game, I think, is the most winnable. The Blazers are 6-1, and one, and I'm sure we will come in excited and confident that they can pull off the upset. And if Tennessee messes around, if Tennessee's not prepared, if Tennessee turns the ball over uh, and is not able to make some plays – UAB could put itself in a position to pull off the upset. I mean, the Georgia State game did happen this season, but still, it's a game that Tennessee should absolutely win. Kentucky's very winnable. Missouri looks more winnable than it did just a few weeks ago. And then Vanderbilt, despite how the last three years have gone, a very winnable game for Tennessee as well. Things I've mentioned before, things I'll talk about again moving forward, but that's where Tennessee is at 3-5. and five. Not the record the Vols wanted, but in a position where they can still they can finish seven and five, and at the beginning of the season, well, I did predict seven and five, not this way, but when I said seven and five, so did a lot of people, and a lot of people responded, yeah, that'd be a pretty good year. And at this point, if Tennessee gets to seven and five, it'd be a pretty good season, and it'd be a really good finish to carry some momentum forward. And uh, part of that goes back to recruiting. Jay Hardy announced on Monday that his commitment will come next Wednesday, November 6th. The defensive lineman from Macaulay down in Chattanooga will make his announcement next Wednesday, November 6th. It's Tennessee, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, and Georgia Tech for Jay Hardy. And I think the Vols have a really good chance to get that commitment. We'll talk more about it before the announcement next Wednesday. But Jay Hardy let it be known on Monday that November 6th will be his announcement date. And with B.J. Ogilary... Switching to LSU over the weekend, you have Tyler Barron in Knoxville. You have Jay Hardy, Amari Thomas from Memphis. Those are a few guys in-state that are big targets for Tennessee. We'll see what happens with somebody like Reggie Grimes. We'll see if somebody else emerges as a pass rush threat in this class because Tennessee really needs to replace Ojalari in the class. But Jay Hardy, November 6th, will make his announcement. I think right now, Tennessee feels really good about where it stands with the talented player out of Chattanooga. And that's going to do it for Locked on Vols today. I'll get to more of Tennessee getting ready for UAB, the development of the team tomorrow. A little basketball for you tomorrow as well as the Vols have an exhibition game Wednesday night at Thompson Bowling Arena. Basketball season is here as well. The Lady Vols play tonight. The men's basketball team will play Wednesday. So more action coming, more for Tennessee fans to get excited about. Keep downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing all that good stuff. And Spreading word to other Tennessee fans about the daily podcast. Locked on Vols covering what's going on with UT five days a week. My name's Josh Ward. I appreciate you hanging out, and I'll see you again here tomorrow on Locked on Vols.